0: Just before we start, do you ever get into a wormhole of music where you start listening to an artist's music non-stop until you get fed up with them, and then six months down the line you go back and you're repeating all over again? Yes. I'm in a cycle of Taylor Swift at the minute, and I'm really, really in a problem.
1: Is that why she's always on? Yes.
0: I can't stop listening. On the bus on the way into the studio today, it was Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. This is What Would You Do If? The podcast to answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions.
1: I want to make an apology to all of the sex workers because last week I made a joke about Ben being a sex worker. But what they do is a very real job and it's not something to be laughed about and it was a very easy joke and I apologise. Did you get complaints? No, I just felt bad Ah. when I listened back. I was like, oh, I'm such a mean person. (laughs) You were very (laughs)
0: self-conscious. Yeah. So in this week's episode of What Would You Do If We're Doing, what would you do if you were in a plane crash? Now, let me just paint a picture of where I stand with airplanes at the minute. So maybe two, two and a half years ago, I'd only got two planes in my life. And that was from London to New York. I flew with American Airlines. I remember this very well because I was amazed of air travel. You got on through like a little futuristic sort of thing. You know, one of those bridges that you go through from the terminal onto the plane so you don't actually go outside. And then you get onto the plane, you sit down, you get like blankets and the headphones, you get meals delivered to you and you can ask for little cans of Coke and everything. Like it was a nine hour flight. It was a long flight. But for my first experience of air travel, I loved it. And now probably I literally solely only fly with Ryanair just because when I go back home from Dublin to Nottingham on a regular basis, that's the only airline that flies back to the East Midlands Airport. And my experience with air travel has changed completely because with Ryanair, it's no frills, isn't it? You get nothing. Yeah. You go outside, you have to go in the, if it's pouring rain, if it's sunshine, you have to go onto the tarmac, then up the steps and then sit down and you sit like rigid upright and there's no room to move and it's all crammed in and everything. But I'm not complaining. I paid like 12 euro for a flight home. It's cheap. But that's where I stand with airlines. And to say that I've probably flew once in my entire life until I got to 23, 24, and now I'm at the airport near enough every other month. Airlines and aeroplanes are always something that amazed me on how you travel in them like you get on a bus You're on the road. It's just a big car, isn't it? Yeah, but when you're on the plane You're in the sky How do you how how does that even comprehend in your mind that we're in a world where you can get into a tube? And someone is driving that tube But instead of just going along the ground you go along the ground really fast and end up in the sky Does that does that blow your mind?
1: because the birds do it all the time
0: yeah but they're birds they're not mechanical machines they're not human they're birds birds fly
1: should that not be more amazing though that the birds are like these animals who have the ability to go up into the air whereas we need machines to do it for us
0: i'd be more amazed if i could climb onto a bird and instead of climbing onto an aeroplane i could get onto a pigeon and a pigeon would take me (laughs) back to the east midlands that'd be so much cheaper and easier
1: no, it wouldn't. Why? Because the pigeons will probably die, and they'd have awful lives. It'd be like horse riding.
0: But don't you think of the pigeons? Were sort of genetically evolved. You know how humans evolved from the apes and everything, from having hairy backs and hunched over all the way up to what we are now. We would train these birds to eventually become flying birds for humans. Like you can sit on a horse. Why can't you sit on a, uh, a, a pigeon? <laughs>
1: You honestly need me to answer why you can't sit on a pigeon, but you can sit on a massive horse. I'm saying in like 50, 60 years' time. Who's not to say
0: that a pigeon has evolved into a flying bird that carries humans? (laughs) Pigeons, I apologise to the pigeon community now by saying that you're not already flying birds.
1: This sounds awful because you're saying that you want to take some birds, breed them excessively, So that it's like, you know, when dogs are bred to get like the best characteristics and then you end up with these really tiny dogs because everyone just breeds the really small ones until they get smaller and smaller and end up with runts. Mm. You're saying you want to take the biggest pigeons and keep forcing them to breed until you get absolutely massive ones that can easily attack us and take over the world.
0: So you're basically saying that I'm playing God until it all goes pear-shaped and then we all die because of pigeons.
1: Exactly. Like, sorry, imagine if a pigeon pooed on you (laughs) and it was the size of, like, a charizard.
0: (laughs) You'd you'd
1: be coming head to toe, wouldn't you? It'd probably take out three people. (laughs) (laughs) What's that brother? Ah!
0: Oh, have you ever, just before I get back to what I would actually do in a plane crash, have you ever had a pigeon poo on you and it's landed in your mouth? No. That's happened to me when I was on holiday in Cornwall. It was when I was a kid. And oh my God, I was sick. It was horrendous. It might have been a parrot.
1: I'm just thinking of all my friends who are going to listen to this and be like, she actually kisses him. I was like eight still, it's gone inside your body. and Well,
0: no, I, th- I threw up, so the majority oh. of it came out. I was once stung by a jellyfish on the beach before, and I threw up chocolate ice cream.
1: That's Thanks. a fact for
0: you. Anyway, what would I do if I was in a plane crash? So here I am. I'm sitting on this Ryanair flight. It's a 40-minute flight to the East Midlands, and yeah, I'm somewhere over the Irish Sea, and the captain comes on the speak and goes, ding, ding, I'm sorry to announce that we've ran out of fuel and we're now going to commit to uh, an emergency landing in the sea. And I can just imagine everyone around me would be screaming. And I I would like to say that in in that sort of environment, I would be cool, I'd be calm, I'd be trying to calm people down. But I think realistically, I would be panicking as well. I think if you're in that situation, there's no other feeling than panic, is there? Because you're in such a an atmosphere that you've never experienced before.
1: Yeah, and all you're thinking about is, I'm going to die.
0: And yeah, I know that would be going through your mind a lot. But do you remember that film that we watched? Uh, there was a few months back now, about the the plane that landed in the river. It was called Sully, and it was based on a true event. I think it happened in like 2009 in the Hudson River, where um, the plane hit a load of birds, and it couldn't make it back to an airport, so it just had to land in the river, and everyone thankfully survived because of the pilot. You'd have to put your trust in the pilot, wouldn't you? You'd have to know that the pilot in that aircraft is doing the best that he or she can to get you down safely.
1: Yeah, because the pilot doesn't want to die either unless they are actually trying to kill everyone on the plane. So you would have to kind of trust them and be like, yeah, they don't want to die either. So they're going to do the best that they can.
0: And I think just for me, I would try and get onto my phone and then I'd be told off that uh, you've still got to keep on airplane mode. Are you? There's a question. If anyone's listening and you're a flight attendant or a pilot, in the event of a crash, can you turn your phone off airplane mode? Is that going to affect anything? What is airplane mode for?
1: Isn't it that the signal that the phone is sending out, you know, that kind of noise that you get, like if it's near a microphone oh, or yeah. anything or a speaker, that interferes with the plane? in the front when the pilot's on so it makes it a little bit harder for the pilot to hear things that are coming through on the radio.
0: Okay, so if I did that that's going to be even more distressing for the pilot because if everyone then went all he'd hear instead of speaking to the control room is
1: yeah.
0: Okay, I'm not going to turn my phone off airplay mode if I'm in a plane crash. Jessica, how about you? What would you do if you were in a plane crash?
1: Like, I have um, family members who would kind of be a bit worried about getting on flights and stuff mm. and I'm just like Ah, sure, it's grand. It's grand. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. But I remember we had that one flight that we... Was it when we were coming back from Manchester? Yes, it
0: was from Dan's wedding.
1: And, oh my God, the flight was so rocky and people were screaming on it. I thought that we were actually going to have a crash there. Because I was looking out the window and I could see us going down and then up. And then I was like, right, I can't look out the window anymore because I can see how much we are going up and down. Yeah. So I looked over to the other side of the plane and it was even worse <laughs> because all these people were just suddenly above me and yeah. then they were below me. I was like, no, I can't look anywhere. Like,
0: I think what didn't help is there was no sort of announcement of what was going on. I suppose if, if you were in mortal danger, there would be an announcement and those... Masks would pop down. You always see that in films, don't you? Whenever there's anything wrong with an aeroplane, the masks pop down.
1: It's worse, though, if they don't make an announcement to say this is just turbulence, because they're like, what if something is really going wrong and they just don't want us to start properly screaming? Like,
0: <laughs> No, that's blatantly lying.
1: It's not. They're just not telling us the truth.
0: <laughs> Which is also not. I think if I search the dictionary right now, if I typed in not telling the truth, that would come up with lying.
1: Ah, well, if I was in a plane crash, you know what I would do. I would start panicking because I have loads of great poems written on my phone. Oh. And I'd be like, you know what? The world is never going to see these. So I'd just start uploading them. <laughs> or I'd send one of my friends a password and be like, look, if I die in a few minutes, will you just make sure that people know I was a brilliant writer? Here's my iCloud password. Just post it everywhere. And then the newspapers, they'll be like, oh, isn't it so tragic? This wonderful, wonderful poet died. In the airplane crash she was from Ireland she had such a bright future ahead and the rest of you will be forgotten about It just all be about me <laughs>
0: I, I suppose and this sounds uh, a little bit narcissistic but when people die they sort of become in public figure a, a lot more don't they so if people found your work after you died your memory would live on because you would be the known for the one from the plane crash
1: yeah my pet rabbi Harvey Brady would be set up for life <laughs> <laughs> from all the royalties <laughs> That would come in.
0: His hutch would be upgraded. He'd have gold bling and everything. He he could be the face of you.
1: <laughs> Harvey, the face of me. Yeah, sounds yes. great.
0: So I think we've both come to fruition that we would both panic. Yeah. And I've got a feeling I'm going to ask you the question. What should we do if we're in the plane crash? I bet Don't Panic is on there.
1: I can't actually see anyone saying don't panic, but I suppose you can tell people not to panic in the situation where they think they're going to die. Yeah. Um. Also, because you've no control over whatsoever, you're going to be like, oh, no. So what you should do is brace for impact. Okay. So, you know, those safety cards that are on the planes. Yes. And you're always told to read them. Do you ever read them?
0: I st- Well, they're, they're right in front of you. On the Ryanair ones, they're literally stuck on your seat, aren't you? So they're, they're right in front of you. So you can't really miss them. But because there's no words or anything, they just look like pictures. And I always love the one with the woman going down the slide. If I was in a plane crash and I survived, I really hope it's one of the plane crashes where you're going to go down the slide. Because after a traumatic experience like that, you want something a little bit fun.
1: You're not going to enjoy going down the slide because you're looking at the ground or the water that you're going to come out of. You're looking at how you're going to jump out of the plane onto this big kind of bouncy thing and you might bounce off it (laughs) onto the side. I don't think anybody is concerned about making this escaping a plane that's just crashed a little bit fun. Oh,
0: well, you've just ruined my hopes and dreams there of sliding down the, the little slide thing.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I'll take you to some child's amusement place <laughs> and you can go on a little slide the big there.
0: And pretend that I'm jumping out of a plane.
1: Exactly. Thanks. So what you should do is, right, read the safety couch, Yeah. learn how to brace for impact.
0: So bracing is that thing where you sort of... Do you put your head between your legs or is it hands somewhere?
1: So it depends on whether you have a seat in front of you or not. Okay. If you have a seat in front of you, cross your hands on the seat in front of it. Yeah. and Rest your forehead on top of your hands. Okay, I'm doing
0: this on the back wall of the studio, yeah?
1: Yeah, and then you just have to keep in that position because it'll help to reduce whiplash if you get any or head injuries.
0: So you're not actually putting your head any lower, really. You're just putting your head on your hands and then on the chair in front of you.
1: Yeah, exactly. But if you don't have a seat in front of you, you have to sit a little bit differently. Okay. So you bend over as far as possible. Mm -hmm. You grab your legs around your knees. Yeah. And then you keep your head down until you feel the plane stop.
0: Can we ask for people to do this at home or wherever you're listening to the podcast and then send us a picture?
1: Yeah. (laughs) except you need someone to take the picture for you because it's going to be a little bit difficult to take a selfie with both hands around your (laughs) knees
0: (laughs) okay if you want to send us a picture of you in the brace position just tweet it to us at what would you pod because I think that would be quite fun (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, what we'll do with the pictures, I don't know.
0: I'll keep it for my own personal archive of what to do if I was ever in a plane crash.
1: We should put ourselves up for some sort of charity award, <laughs> like people who have done like great education of the year, and then just did a montage of people in the brace position.
0: I'll find, and we could use flying without wings as the yeah. as the uh, audio montage. So that's what you should do in the brace, and then that sort of it protects. You said it protects you from whiplash and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So you have to do that right until the plane stops moving. Mm-hmm. Then once the plane stops, it's basically go as quickly as possible to the exit.
0: I'm guessing it's like when you um, are in a fire drill or something like that, where the fire alarm is going. I'm just recalling this from school where you don't take your bags, you don't take your books or anything. It's just literally get off, get out as soon as you can.
1: Yeah, because time is basically everything in these sort of emergencies. So you have to just run. As quickly as possible, but not actually run, obviously. Don't trample on people to try and get off the plane. You have about two minutes to escape Mm -hmm. the plane, and that's for everybody.
0: Yeah, that's not not a lot of time, is it?
1: No, so you have to try and be as close to the exit as possible. And then don't leave, say, your belongings everywhere on the plane, because that'll slow things down. And people could fall, they could trip. So make sure you know where the exit is. If you can pre-book your seats, book the exit. And make sure that you're first person off the flight.
0: Now, when I first booked my first flight, when I was flying on my own, my mum was always like, fly in the middle of the plane because you're closer to the wings and that's sort of the, the sturdiest. Is that right?
1: Not really. Because, say, if a plane goes down, it might, like, split in the middle. okay. So you could be thrown out of the plane. The safest place is actually at the back.
0: Ah,
1: So, because the closer you are to the back, the closer you are to the back exits. Yeah. Yeah, so Channel 4 did a study a couple of years ago, and they showed that in a Boeing 727, when it crashed, the front 11 rows actually got ripped out of the plane. The really important thing is once you're off the plane, like it doesn't mean that you're necessarily safe. You have to make sure you get as far away from the plane as possible without being so far away that if someone (laughs) came looking for you, they'd be like, oh, there's no survivors.
0: Um, So is there a certain safe amount of distance that you've got to go?
1: yeah make sure you're about at least 500 feet i don't know how long that actually is like if you're trying to work out the but distance ha- in
0: in that sort of aspect where you would be straight off the plane surely you just sort of run to a safe enough distance that you're not close because who's going to get out like a tape measure and think well obviously you can measure feet by just walking forward it's like 500 steps isn't it yeah so no one's going to do that no one's just going to get off the plane and, hold on i'm just counting my 500 steps until i'm safe
1: Nobody really wants to be near a plane after it's gone down either, though, do they?
0: I'm sure there would be some people taking pictures of it.
1: Well, here's something important for you if you're in a plane crash. Try to remove everything from your pockets. Oh, why? Because they could be sharp and then they go into you and then you get an injury. Oh, God. Yeah. Imagine so. if you
0: had keys in your pocket.
1: Exactly. Or if you had like a pen or something. If you're a poet like me, you have a pencil. I already had a pencil in my face when I was younger. <laughs> you so. don't need
0: one in your leg to match the set.
1: I can imagine people being like, wait, what? (laughs) When I was like seven or eight, I was running. I slipped on a piece of paper, a pencil went into my face. That's the story.
0: You're so blasé about it. It's just, it's the first thing that I see when you have no makeup on. It's just, because it's such a cool story.
1: The first thing you see when I have no makeup on is scarface. (laughs)
0: it's just an interesting feature whenever I see anyone I really want to point the who has not met you before I really want to point the pencil scar out because it's such a
1: great story you have a pencil in your face I did and I couldn't flare my nose holes nostrils (laughs) (laughs) my nose holes (laughs) I couldn't flare one of them properly for years it was just one had proper flaring function and the other one just Stayed
0: still. <laughs> okay, let's get off the topic of nose holes. And let's. I've got a quiz for you now. Would you survive a plane crash? All yeah, I right. would. Um, so I found this on a website called nerdtests.com. Shout out, nerdtests. It's got a number of questions in it at the end of the quiz. It will calculate the percentage of you likely to survive a plane crash, all right? So you're on a plane going to some country. Suddenly the wings break off. What do you do? Scream, cry, post it to Facebook, stay calm.
1: Cry. Cry. I cry at basically everything, so, you know.
0: There's a lot of cr- cry answers in there, so I, I think I can fill this out for you. The captain said that the wing broke off. He said, also to stay calm and you need to have a water landing. What will you do? Cry, wear a life jacket, say loudly, I will survive, or ignore the pilot.
1: I would shout, I will survive. I'll get a little sing along going, kind of raise spirit, <laughs>
0: Raise morale. <laughs> so the water landing failed and <sighs> you hit the water, but you found a boat. <gasps> And you got on, and you saw your family, old people, and other families trying to struggle in the water to find other boats. What do you do? Do you save your family, save the old people, or do you save complete randomness who you don't know?
1: There's old people in my family, so... <laughs> I'll just have... There's a bit of everyone in my family. There's kids, there's medium-aged people, there's old people. So I'll just save my family, Thank You
0: finally reached the place you want to go. What will you do? Will you throw a party? Will you kiss the floor of your home? Or will you thank God?
1: I'll throw a party, little dance party, get a bit of a jam on.
0: it would be a great I survived party. And you'd have Gloria again and I will survive throughout the entire party, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay, here we go. So you threw your party... You survived, apparently, your percentage of would you survive a plane crash is 73%. Woo! I, I, I have a lot of issues with this quiz.
1: Still, I got 73%. I'm proud.
0: I was going to say that quiz is flawed, but you're probably going to take that 73% and flaunt it off to everyone saying that you'll survive a plane crash.
1: It's going straight into my Twitter bio as we speak.
0: And I think that just about sums it up. You're going to survive a plane crash by about 73%. They're good odds. Yeah, they are. And I'm going to give this podcast five stars. Will you? Yeah.
1: I thought you already did. I have.
0: There's only two reviews on there. One's me and one's you.
1: I know. My mother hasn't even <laughs> reviewed it yet.
0: <laughs> if you want to go and do it, you know, just go onto the Apple podcast thing. Give us five stars. Leave a nice comment as well because next week I'm going to read the comments out and it's going to be a little bit awkward if it's just still me and you.
1: Well, we've gotten a couple of nice comments on our Twitter at what would you pod. So I don't think we can complain too much.
0: I'll make a few ones up as well. So if you hear like bill.gates at googlemail.com or something next week it's just me
1: you're a bit sad aren't you (laughs) bye
0: this is what would you do if
1: the podcast to answer all of your what would you do if questions